This is a Fate 52 production, All Rights Reserved 2023. Hi, welcome to So Basic with a Little Extra. If we haven't met yet or you are tuning in for the first time, my name is Anna Zugeri. And my mission for this podcast is to share a basic story to give you a little extra inspiration, a little extra encouragement, or an extra laugh. Have you been to the movies lately? We don't go very often. I'm so basic that I'd rather watch a movie from the comfort of my house, eat snacks and drinks of my preference instead of a limited menu. Don't get me wrong. I do enjoy the experience of watching a movie at the movie theater. Nowadays, with those super comfy seats and surround sound, my living room cannot beat that. I love movies and I enjoy well-made ones. Although I'm not a fan of Hollywood. And as I get older, I am understanding and becoming more and more aware of how movies have a lot of influence in people's lives the impact of cultural deviation, and the pollution of our children's minds. I know, that sounds a little extra, right? My take is that I will keep watching movies, but I will be more selective. So don't judge if you see me checking in on my Facebook post. <laughs> I pretty much enjoy all kinds of movies. But lately, what uh, going to the movies means to me is that I will watch whatever my daughters want to watch. And the very occasional chick flick movie with a friend. This is kind of funny. My daughters challenged me a few months ago to catch up with all the Marvel movies. For the longest time, I resisted. But I hear them talking about them and I could not join the conversation. So I had to jump in to relate. A mother will do pretty much anything to have quality time with their kids. Well, except getting a tattoo. I don't see myself doing that. <laughs> Anyways, back to the movies. Pixar movies are also some of my favorites. But in the last couple of years, I have not seen one that really stays with me. I think the last good movie I saw at the movie theater was Guardians of the Galaxy 3. Such a great movie. I love all of them. Here's a little extra. You will never see me watching a horror movie. I think I got scarred scar for life when I watched the original movie, um, It, in 1990. Or the Birds movie from Alfred Hitchcock. Remember that guy? Yeah, I watched that movie when I was like six years old. <laughs> Then there's also the movies I find dumb just by watching the trailers. Okay, I didn't want to go there. But I will. The Barbie movie. Ugh. I am so disappointed in Ryan Gosling. I lost all respect for that beautiful man. I read the reviews and heard from some friends. I don't think I will find it funny or uplifting. And truly, it does not appeal to me. Thankfully, my 14-year-old shares my sentiments. And she doesn't want to watch it. Maybe I would have something different to say if I watch it. But listen, if I'm investing two hours of my time, better be good. <laughs> The third category that it's on my list of not to watch are dramas. Like real dramas based on true stories. I have a hard time disconnecting from painful images of suffering. 
I know. Well, you know, I'm a yellow in my temperament, so give me the funnies. But sometimes I have to give in if there is a cause. Here's the extra story. If I haven't shared with you before, I am a digital engagement agent for CBN. I basically engage and moderate a few of the social media platforms uh, of the, that the network has. So I usually read and have to watch the content of the posts so I can relate to the users. So I had to read the highlights of an interview Andrew Knox did to Jim Caviezel who plays the lead role in the movie Sound of Freedom. Wow. I got the heebie-jeebies when I read the whole thing. And I told myself, that is a movie I'm not watching. I don't want to know about sex trafficking or watch a heart story. But a few weeks later, my boss asked me if I watched it. He shared with me that it had a huge impact on him. Then, because you know, our phones listen to everything. I started to get posts on the feed, um, my Facebook and YouTube from Eduardo Verastegui. He's the producer. He is a very well-known actor in Mexico. He's about my age, so I started following his channel. He has several videos in Spanish where he explains in very much detail how the movie came to be. Since the release, he will come on live every night and pray the rosary and give updates on how the movie was doing. I got hooked. I even prayed the rosary with him one of those nights. It was so peaceful and powerful at the same time. I've never heard anyone pray the rosary like that. A few weeks later, there were a few more posts on the 700 Club page I had to monitor about the movies. It was talking about how much in such a short period of time, the movie surpassed um, over 20 a million dollar mark and that was just exceeding the expectation of Hollywood movies that was only here in the United States the movie is just releasing in Latin America and Europe this week I can wait to see what that does so yes as you can imagine I did go see the movie with my 14 year old and her friend uh, to say that that was powerful is the least I came out of there with my legs in pain, like shaking, my jaw hurting for the tension, and a few tears. It was intense. Please don't take this as a negative review. On the contrary, a movie that makes you feel what you're watching, I say it's a really good movie. Here's the thing. Learning some of this stuff shakes our, your world when they share that Disney is one of the biggest clients for this horrific business. I felt dumb, kind of manipulated and used. Such a clear example of how culture can drag you without you even noticing. Like when you go to the beach, you know, when you think you're standing directly where you left your towel, you look back a few minutes later and the current has moved you without noticing. Yeah, that's exactly how I felt. When I heard a podcaster doing a review and mentioning Pinocchio, I was like, wait, what? Remember Pleasure Island? Almost at the end of the movie? Oh my gosh. How did I never pay attention to that? It's so sad. I used to think these things were happening, uh, but just far away from my bubble. Well, not so much.
Recently, I heard the story of someone we know that got lured in by an older teenager she knew nothing about. The girl met him at the park without any supervision. It was so scary. Did you know that those sick people will contact young boys, offer them a few hundred dollars to lure in girls? That is so scary. Then a few weeks later, I also heard about someone that knows someone that her daughter got rescued about after being trafficked and sent to another state to heal and try to get her back to normal, if there's such a thing. It is one thing to hear these things on TV, but when it's shared from people you know, it becomes pretty real. So my basic thought is that we cannot save the world. He already did. I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble. But take heart. I have overcome the world. John 16.33 Wow, that gives me hope. I hope it does to you too. But you know what? As much as we cannot save the world... We can be obedient and look out for one another. Sharing this information is a way for us to shut down evil, being informed and raising awareness. So hopefully, I am doing just that. I invited Leah Bird, the mobilization manager from The Landing, a nonprofit anti-trafficking organization in Houston, to share with us basic information about this topic. Here are the highlights of my conversation with her. I strongly recommend you watch the entire thing on my YouTube channel. I will place the link in the show notes. And what is it that the landing focuses on um, on doing, on helping people? And what does sex trafficking has to do with the landing? Yeah. So we are an anti-human trafficking organization. We have three programs. Our first program is our drop-in center. So we actually have a daytime drop-in center where survivors get to drop in during the day um, and receive case management, counseling, essential needs like food, clothing, and hygiene items. Um, they also have access to computers and a resting room as well. Um, so we just wanna meet them where they're at. So we're strategically located on a portion or a, a part of the city that is known for sex trafficking. And then our last um, but not least and newest program is youth advocacy. So mm -hmm. we get to respond when a kiddo is identified as a victim of human trafficking. We have a 24 crisis hotline number where we get to respond when we get that call within 90 minutes to that kid and just wow. start walking alongside them in their journey. Oh my gosh, that is so good. Back in the day, we used to hear that it was only girls and now it's girls and boys. And it was certain teenage age and now it's coming to children and adults. So it's like, whoa, what is happening? So do you, do you have anything to share about that? Yeah, you're exactly right. I mean, um, I think anyone can be vulnerable and traffickers can also look like anybody. Um, so there's an estimated 25 million people worldwide that are victims of human trafficking. 
Um, and then less than 1% of those victims are actually identified. And then in Texas alone, there are 313,000 victims of human trafficking. And that includes adult and youth. Mm -hmm. And the youth number for Texas is almost 80,000. Oh so my youth. gosh. Yeah. There are five things that I want to talk about. Um, one is explain what trafficking is to yeah. your youth. Provide examples of what that could look like. Two, talk to your youth about what grooming looks like. Um, the process of grooming, how a predator can get to know you. Um, it might be seemingly innocent at first, but they're strategically learning information about you. They want to learn what, what is a void in your life. Um, are you poor? Then they're going to learn that and provide. Are you insecure or have low self-worth? Then they're going to provide those little things, those feeding you of how beautiful you are or how worthy you are. They'll find out information um, and use it against you. So explaining that process to kids so that they can start seeing it earlier mm -hmm. and recognize that, oh, okay, this might be happening to me. Three. I hope you have found this episode helpful and eye-opening. We can't learn about these things and do nothing. I invite you to do something very simple but powerful. Pray. And to put my money where my mouth is, let's just do that right now. Heavenly Father, we give you all the praise and all the glory for you are the creator, redeemer, and salvation from the evil in this world. Lord, we come to you in thanksgiving and supplication to ask for your power and mercy. Father, would you stretch out your right hand over every teenager around us? May they feel the confidence of their identity in you and only you protect their eyes, their ears, their hearts from the dangers of the world. Place your full armor on them and make us loving, wise, and safe adults for them. We claim Psalms 91.4 that says, He will cover you with his feathers, and under his wings you will find refuge. His faithfulness will be your shield and rampart. We claim it and we declare it in the name of Jesus. Friends, you have listened to my whole basic story today. I thank you very much. And as an extra request, will you share it with a friend or two? I believe creating awareness is the way to love Jesus, obey Jesus, and tell everyone about it. And if you haven't seen the movie Sound of Freedom, please do. It's a very well-made movie. And as of today, Angel Studios is offering a free ticket for those who cannot afford a movie ticket. Under their program, Pay It Forward. I will share the link on the show notes. So that's it. Simple but meaningful things we can do to keep our teenagers safe. And if you're looking to start for a podcast, live stream, online presentations, Faith52 can help. Visit faith52.com. This episode has been brought to you by The Landing Houston. Visit thelanding.org and learn more about the ways that you can get involved.